Okay, what do you call a melon that's not allowed to get married? Cantaloupe. Oh, you got it! <laughs> How did you get that? Oh, that was fantastic. I never thought of cantaloupe. Uh, it's because in the States, it's a melon, a sweet melon is called a cantaloupe. Oh, okay. You so it's always, always is referred to as a cantaloupe. So that was like, okay, uh, come on. Hey, it's Robin. And Jared. This is Thank God It's Monday. So, welcome to episode one of season two. Yay! Come on. This is really exciting. We've put a lot of planning into season two, a little bit more than we put into season one. <laughs> yeah. um, so, this week, we are going to be discussing... Whether or not soulmates exist. Whether or not soulmates exist. And what are soulmates and... Who they are, where do you get them from? <laughs> where do you get them from? Can you purchase them? <laughs> are there such a thing? Um, so we're going to be diving into soulmates into our first episode of season two. Yay. Okay, Robin, what is, by your definition, what is a soulmate? Okay, so the way I've always believed soulmates to, like what they are, it would be that one person that has been i guess essentially created for you that is going to complete you and who's going to fulfill you and your life is just going to be this amazing dream with this one person like there's that one person that is going to complete your life mm -hmm. that's a pretty sort of standard understanding of the word soulmate mm. did you have the same yeah i think i i initially when i was growing up i would say i have the, i had the same idea that that's what a soulmate is um, because it's just that whole sort of, I think it's also because marketing has played it that way. You know, mm. Find your soulmate, use this app or use this app to find your soulmate. Find the one. Find the one. Mm. Um, so I would say initially, yes, that is, that is, um, what I was thinking, but I don't, I don't, I think there is, cause I think there is soulmate. You have a soulmate. Okay. So you, there is a soulmate for you. Okay. But is it just one or is it multiple people? But now according to the world's definition of soulmates, it's one person. One person, yeah. The one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think I think I think one, I think you can you definitely there is there is soulmates. There's a soulmate. Okay. Um and my understanding of it has changed since I've gotten married. If that makes sense. Yeah, that I mean, obviously, your it would change. Okay. Yeah. So, in your in your <laughs> opinion, are there soulmates? I think that if everyone is going to wait for that one person to complete their world, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Okay. So, was is is that is that a yes or is that a no? Um, I would say by the world's definition of soulmates, I don't think they exist at all. Okay, so you're saying there's no such thing as soulmates? No. <laughs> I don't think there's anything like a soulmate out there. Okay. So, here you have it. I am for and standing for soulmates because I believe in them. For every one of you soulmates out there that I'm batting for you, Robin over here does not agree that there are soulmates. 
No, but we're going with the definition of what soulmates are, and they just they don't exist. I guess. Okay, we'll we'll discuss it. We'll see why. <laughs> okay, so so tell me, so tell me about your your understanding. Why you say there's no such thing as a soulmate? Because I think it's, I think that's, I think it's one of the reason. There's so many, there's so much heartbreak and divorce in the world because people are waiting for the soulmates. They get married and they realize it's not, it's not what they thought it would be. And then they're not willing to put in the hard work to make it work. Cause I mean, you're married, you know, it takes hard work. Okay. It does yes. take hard work. Yeah. It does take hard work, but just because you're a soulmate doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. No, but that's what the world believes. The world believes that so it's going to be saying, easy. So are you saying then that it's that if you find your soulmate, it's going to be easy? I think that's what you believe. I grew up believing that. I don't know about you, but I grew up believing you're going to find this one person and everything's just going to click. It's going to be roses and petals and good all times. Good feelings all the time. Yeah, and I think, I think that partially is true. I do believe that. <laughs> okay. No, I do. Okay. I do. So think about it. I think I think a soulmate is somebody who is fits with you, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's not somebody who completes you. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I should never be looking at somebody as that person that completes me. So you don't rely on that person for happiness? Yes. Okay. So my understanding, and I think I've only learned this, and it's still because I still think that there is such a thing as soulmates. But my understanding of it is that it's not somebody who completes you, but rather that somebody that comes with a mirror. It reflects you. It reflects you. <laughs> Explain okay. that more. <laughs> so... A soulmate is somebody who reflects you. So mm -hmm. when you look in the mirror, what are you looking in the mirror for? Unless you're like super like, I don't know, proud and arrogant. You're like, oh yeah, he's so good. Or he's like, mm. so, like, or I need this and that. And he's like, you look perfect. And, da, 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 like, and that's what you're looking for. But often when you look in the mirror, you're only looking in the mirror to see what you need to like correct. Like my hair, I have this lick that always like stands up out of the one area. And I'm like looking in the mirror, trying to fix it all the time. You know, okay. so if what I'm trying to say is that a soulmate is somebody who reflects you, shows who you truly are, but then will take you to the next level with you. Okay, so you believe that your soulmate is someone who helps you fulfill your purpose or reach your max potential. Reach your max potential. I would say reach your max potential. Yeah. Okay. And you believe there's only one person. Yes. So. If your your parents had made a different decision about moving back to South Africa or whatever, you might never have met your wife. You see, so now I think we need to talk about the one person. Who's the one person in this situation? The one person is your spouse. Okay. Or your so partner. That, so we're going to say that your soulmate is your partner. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what about if you as an individual have the ability to be a soulmate. Okay, just explain that more. Okay, be a to soulmate your, for yourself. Be a soulmate, no, be a soulmate for somebody else. Yes, of course, because you would be each other's soulmates. But then does that mean that it's that one person? 
But that's what we we've been discussing. I thought that's what we were going with. That's what I'm trying to see. So if 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 <coughs> my parents didn't make a different decision, do I believe that I would have ended up with my wife? Yes. Your wife, as in the one you're married to right now, or just a wife in general? <laughs> no, the one I'm married to right now. Okay, you do believe that yes, if different decisions had been made, you would have ended up with her. Of course. Okay. So do you think that you can miss your chance at meeting your soulmate? Because people make bad decisions and you suffer the consequences of it. I think, I think people do make bad decisions, but I also think that people let those like driving factors of like, oh, I need to find a soulmate drive every decision. Okay. Which I don't agree with. Okay. So I don't agree with going out there, spending your whole life looking for your soulmate. If that makes sense. But if you, if you want to get married, because so, some people, they have these really strong desires and all they want to do is get married and start a family. And if they're looking for their soulmates, I mean, obviously, if, you want, if that's your greatest desire, you're going to look for your person to do that with. Then you're going to be actively searching for it. But then, is that your greatest desire? Why is that your greatest desire? Some people just want to have families and have kids. Like That is true. That is true. But is it, is it a healthy desire? I don't know. I do remember meeting a 13-year-old boy. And his great, all he wanted to do when he grew up, because we were talking about what you want to do in your future, all he wanted to do was be a dad. Start a family and be a dad. And I think that is a, a really good desire. I do. I do agree that being like desiring kids and desiring a family and desiring a husband or wife is a good thing. But it shouldn't be your ultimate thing. But it's not your ultimate thing. Okay, I agree with that. But now, if you have your soulmates and you're saying you shouldn't be actively searching for them, but say now you do start dating someone, you meet someone, get all the good feelings, whatever. But if you believe in this soulmate thing, then you're going to be constantly like scrutinizing the situation. You're going to, if something goes wrong, you'll be like, oh my word, they're not my soulmate. That happens. Like you're going to, you're almost going to make it not work by your pursuit of a soulmate. And that's, and that's where it comes in, your definition of a soulmate. So what do you believe as a soulmate? So I think so often we confuse the word or the term soulmate with roommate. Okay, think about this. Okay, so you looking for that perfect person. Mm -hmm. Okay, but that perfect person in all that glory and lights and ah moment <laughs> could actually just be a roommate. Okay, think, think about this. A roommate is somebody who you can live together with, mm -hmm. okay, who is like, yeah, okay, you, you share a roster with dishes or washing up or cleaning around the house and that sort of stuff. That, that, that's like what roommates do, you know? Yeah, they do. So what people I think so often are doing is looking, taking that and saying, okay, what do I add on to that to make it a soulmate? Okay, so you're then you're taking like, okay, I can, yeah, I can live with this person. You know, yeah, oh, we can so just play, we can share dishes and like that sort of stuff. But it's just because there's that feeling of like, okay, that's good. Okay, it's fine. That are it's you saying people for. are settling? So I'm saying the pe what people are doing is that they're taking, if you th like, let's picture your, yeah, your roommate situation. Mm -hmm. Is that, are you comfortable with that person? Yes. Are you, do you guys like share, how many roommates do you have? Two. So there's three of you in the mm -hmm. house. Okay. Do you guys like share duties around the house? No, kind of just 
happens organically. So there's no like roster of who cleans, who's yep. like doing this, okay? So do you guys able to then in a sense live together? So how does it work? Do you guys have like a shared bathroom? Yeah, we share a kitchen, bathroom, living space. We have our own bedroom. Okay, so you guys are happy and able to live together. Yeah. So then what would be different to finding your soulmate? I guess a soulmate, like a roommate and a soulmate is different because a roommate is your friend, whereas a soulmate would be obviously more than your friend. They'd be your friend, your lover, your partner in crime. Like they'd be everything. It changes the dynamics. How? How does it change dynamics? Because what I'm saying is that so many people stay with a roommate in a sense. Mm. Okay, you found your roommate, your soulmate, and that's it. Yeah. But it's actually not your full potential. Yeah, I guess with the soulmate, you would open up more. You would tell each other your dreams, your aspirations. You would inspire each other to be more, encourage each other, empower each other. There's that whole side of it. Okay, so now, since you're saying that you don't believe in soulmates. Uh-huh. So is there nobody that you do that with? So you can't do that. I mean... You don't think that you'll be able to do that with somebody? I think I could, like with friends, but I think it's because I've dated before. And when you date someone, it's you share differently and more openly and at deeper levels. Yeah, that's true. And that you should. You should because you, you're preparing to be that person's roommate for a long time, <laughs> hopefully. You're entering that dating situation for like a long time. Because I think that you should... You should never date without the intention of marrying that person. I agree with Okay, that. so then you should be able to, you should enter that your dating relationship differently. Yes, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of people do do that. But so the problem is that they believe soulmates exist. That's the problem. So <laughs> tell me why it's a problem. So I think that believing in the one is a little bit, I guess for you, your situation is different. I don't want to offend you in this, but I'm just going to go for it anyway. I think believing in the one person is naive. Um, I think that it's going to cause you a lot of heartbreak. And also, I think that just because you... I don't think if there's there's one person destined out there or like wh whatever you, you believe, like if you believe in destiny or you believe in God, you believe in arranged marriages or whatever it is, I don't believe that there's one person set out for, for you from the beginning. Um I think you could have, you could be in love multiple times and each time maybe there'll be a different person, it will influence you different, it will leave you different. But when you meet one person and then you choose, you make the decision, I want to marry this person and make it work, then you enter into that relationship and you've made that decision, the commitments, and with that comes the whole responsibility and the whole freedom of being able to be intimate with your dreams, your desires, your innermost secrets, all of that stuff and sharing all of that together. And as time goes by, I do believe that, I guess in a way you become soulmates just because you've connected at such a deep level, you know each other so well. So you're saying you're choosing to be soulmates? Yeah, you choose to be with that person for the rest of your life. It's a decision you make. And it, I know it sounds very like unromantic, but obviously you're making that decision because you've got all the romantic feelings as well. So then you're saying that the power of your relationship and the power of choosing is in your hands. 100% yes. No one can force you to marry someone. It's your decision. It is your decision. Okay. So then you're saying that whoever you marry will then be your soulmate. Yes, because you've made the decision and you walk, you work towards getting to that point of being each other's, of completing each other. I mean, you become... Of completing each other. 
not completing each other. <clears throat> that sounds wrong. I'm not completing each other, but you become one. You become one person because you've made the commitment of marriage. And it's your responsibility to, to continue pursuing each other and getting to know each other and being each other's best friends and lovers for the rest of your life. So I think that that definition has caused a lot of broken hearts. Why do you think that? Because if you're choosing your soulmate, right, then you can almost, in a sense, put your own choices there. Okay, so yes, you can, you put your definition, oh, I want this person to be this tall, I want this person to be that, I want this person, and then they've got to fit your puzzle piece. Yeah, but obviously that's unhealthy to have a checklist okay, of okay, things. Okay, just making sure, just making sure. Yeah, you okay, shouldn't cool. have a checklist of things, but if you meet someone and you're compatible, you have the same values and beliefs, you have the same, like, I guess, sort of future desires, it would never be exactly the same, but if you decide to make it work... And that's it. I mean, if you want to be like, I only want to marry a tall man, that's very shallow. <laughs> <laughs> or very tall. <laughs> <laughs> or very tall, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're saying that you can choose your soulmate and once you've kind of that compatibility has come together, then you're going to be soulmates. I think you so what happens it. in your relationship when somebody else comes, say for instance now down the road, you found this guy that you potentially think you could be a soulmate mm -hmm. with okay you started dating now you're getting married you married three years down the line and he shares the same belief and somebody comes into his life and now they start to have that similar connection as a soulmate well what's like it all comes <coughs> into your life mm. so now you can say cool i'm done with soulmate number one what about soulmate number two no so then are you are you saying that once chosen a soulmate, a soulmate forever? But you can't choose to not be a soulmate. Well, that's where commitment comes in. Like, I don't think you should... If you're, in, if you're married to someone and you love that person, you should never allow yourself to connect like that with another person. I know it happens, but then there's something wrong in your commitment or in your relationship that you allowed someone into that. Because you could meet someone, you're married, you, someone could come into your life if you spend too much time alone with them or if you open a little bit of a door for you guys to be intimate in a different way that you shouldn't be that you should only be with your wife you could fall in love with that person as well even though you believe your wife is your soulmate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing but i'm trying to say is that if you've chosen to be a soulmate surely you can easily as easily choose to not be a soulmate yes you can you can make that decision but that's where the hard work comes in Hard work and danger. Hmm? Hard work and danger. And danger. Because Dan I think you've got to then, you've got to accept that that's dangerous. Yeah, but getting married and choosing someone to be in your life that intimately is a risk. You can't, you can't live in a world where there are no soulmates. Okay? So if there wasn't a such thing as a soulmate, I think the world would be in such a terrible place. Because people would be trying to find their like soulmate or I think okay, people are trying to find the soulmate, but they'll be completely driven by, by the, like the whole thing of what you just described, searching for mm. that soulmate. Yes. But I think you're confusing soulmate and love. Soulmate and okay. May, maybe. <clears throat> Cause I think why do you say that you're searching the whole thing of being in a relationship with someone, or I think love is one of the main things in life. That's like, 
I believe that love drives the world, whether it's righteous love, whether it's like justified love, whatever it is, love drives the world. And a part of finding your partner, finding the person you want to spend the rest of your life with is that you have love that you want to share with that person, a specific type of love you can't share with your your family, your friends, your children. It's a very specific kind of love. And I think we have a desire to share that with someone, but you get to choose who that someone is. You don't have a soulmate. So I believe that people are searching for that love. Yes, people definitely are searching for that love. I think that's very normal. But searching for a soulmate takes that love to another level and makes it very unhealthy because you're relying on that one person for your happiness and to fulfill you with that kind of love. When it isn't, I don't believe there's just one person. It could be anyone. You just make it work. Okay, but then if you are created as a human. I'd hope so if we talk okay. about this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you are you are a human going through life. You are unique. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yet you have a void that needs to be filled. Yes. Okay. And you find that one person that can fill it. It can fit into you and you can be that come together as one person. Mm-hmm. Okay. That then for me, I'm saying that there's like, for instance, there's only one puzzle piece that can fit into that puzzle piece's place. Get You're building a puzzle. Yeah, I get okay. what you're saying. So how, how do you explain then? So you're saying that I can go and find anybody in a sense and become their soulmate. Yeah, if you're compatible and it makes sense, you can... It makes sense. It makes sense. Like you're compatible, you have the same beliefs, you're attracted to each other. It makes sense. Like there's certain things that But happen. wouldn't that then be that person's soulmate? <clears throat> yes, okay. Maybe. So then you're saying there are soulmates. No, I'm not. Because I could be in this situation. Say, so, you know, we were in a room filled with potential partners for me. And you have selected them and they're all quite different. But maybe in this room, there's only one person I'd actually be compatible with and could make it work with. I can go to another room in a different city filled with a different set of men. And maybe there's someone in there, one person in there that only in that room, I'd only be compatible with one. But there's on- that's two people already. So then you're soulmate hopping. <laughs> I guess I'm <laughs> doing Tinder, but in real life. I don't know. <laughs> But it's, I don't, I think if soulmates existed, Tinder wouldn't exist, <laughs> thinking about it. Or Tinder is existing to find people's soulmates. So mm. then they, you're saying they are soulmates. No, not. But then they say, Tinder's come in and saying, let's find those people's soulmates. I don't think you're going to find your soulmate on Tinder. Some people might, but it's a small percentage. I've known people who find their soulmates on Tinder. <laughs> soulmates. Okay, <laughs> if you believe that. but I, just I do, wanna... I do. I, I truly just... do. Okay, if you believe that, that's fine. I respect it. But you also got married very young. So you're very lucky. You're a small percentage of people. I did get married young. Yeah. We were 22. You were 22. No, I was 23 and my wife was 19. Exactly. You guys got married young. You You didn't have time to discover the whole world out there of finding your soulmate. But I didn't need to because she's my soulmate. Okay, sure. But... Here, I want to give you some maths, okay? I know you're an intelligent person. According to maths, soulmates are impossible. You have a... Your chances of finding one true love if you believe in soulmates in a lifetime is one out of 10,000. That sounds like pretty good odds. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. <laughs> if you think about it, there's 8 billion people. One out of 10,000. I'll take that. 
Okay. <laughs> Math says it's pretty impossible. So you got it's like it's you got more chance of finding a soulmate than you do winning the lottery, according to those odds. Yeah, but how many people actually win the lottery? Not as many as people find their soulmates. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Close the laptop now. <laughs> I just we disagree on this. And I just want to point out, I'm going to put all of these resources with the podcast that I found. Psychologically, thinking of a soulmate is bad. And psychologically, and based on research, people don't believe that soulmates exist. These are scientists and psychologists who have done research. So obviously, you can't put love into a box and define it by psychology and science. But I tend to agree with the science. Okay. Well, I'm going to put it on my podcast when I release this one that there are <laughs> scientists who believe in soulmates. Are they really? Yeah, totally. Who? There's a science. I'll pull it up. There's a science of soulmates. Oh. I was looking into this. I, I saw that website. I did see it. Okay. And it is. it goes into the psychology of mm -hmm. that person that fits with you. Okay. But I think the problem is, is that we're actually confusing roommates with soulmates. So I think... They're two different things, but yet we've accepted a roommate as a soulmate. Okay. I think the problem is we've confused soulmates and love. But are they different? Are they? Can you separate them? Well, no. Because if, if we're talking about you love you, if you believe in soulmates, you love that person. Yes, but so if you're saying you confuse, we're confusing the science. I mean, the science, the soulmates and love so you're saying love exists but soulmates don't exist yes okay but to be a to be to love somebody is to kind of become their soulmate because you've got to love somebody in their way that they accept it or okay. the way that they receive it yes. but to be able to do that you've got to like i'm going back to the puzzle piece you know, you can't go and put a, a different piece of puzzle into there. It doesn't fit. Yeah, but what you're saying right now is that you become the puzzle piece for that person. So you change to fit into that puzzle. So you could do that for anyone. That's <laughs> <laughs> all that hit you. No, 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 no. Actually, no. I'm saying you are the, you are a puzzle piece. So the way okay. you are right now is perfect y for someone. Yes. So if you're trying to give love to somebody who doesn't in a sense receive it in the way that you give can they fully 100 percent receive what you're giving so you i think maybe we're going at different depths of love here because i think we could it's like roommate love and then there's Obviously like it's very different. yeah there's different types of <laughs> love here so i think ultimately though you are created in a way that it, you give and receive love differently, mm -hmm. but you've got to find somebody that you can, excuse me, you can give and receive love. Cause if you, if I'm giving love to somebody who doesn't receive it in the way I give, what's the point of it? I don't think anyone is going to, there's never going to be a perfect, like there's not going to be one person who you can love perfectly and they love you perfectly. You're going to have to learn about each other and then, Comprom not compromise, but learn how to love them properly and they have to learn how to love you properly so that you're compatible in that way. 
Like, yes, there's someone you click with really well, but it's, ne- it's not going to be perfect. You have to work at making it work. So you're saying that, that if you're going to walk into one of those two rooms that you were <laughs> visiting, that you would be happy to go and try find your soulmate there. There wouldn't be an automatic like, oh, that's the person. No, because you need to start chatting with the per. Like, obviously, you need to get to so know you the need person. So you need to come and do the checklist. No, no, it's not a checklist. How are you going to know that you are, con- like, for me, attra- yes, attraction is physical, but it goes a lot more than just physical. You can't, I can see someone and I can find all of them in the room physically attractive. That doesn't mean I find them attractive at a deeper level. What percentage of people in the Western world do you think believe in soulmates? 73%. Dang it. (laughs) I read this. (laughs) I do. I understand. I think people need to believe that a soulmate is out there. I think people need that. They want that belief. And I understand it. I mean, if you'd asked me five years ago, maybe I would have said yes, but. So what changed? What changed? What changed? I became older and wiser and experience taught me things. Okay, so through your experience, you're discounting the fact that there's so- no soulmates. I think just through my experience, through reading stuff, through observing, through figuring out my own worldview, asking the existential questions, I think that's how I figured it out. Okay, so you, you've personally discounted the fact that there's no such thing as soulmates. Yes, but I won't, like, you believe in soulmates. I'm not going to... I think it's quite funny, yeah, because if you look at it, I'm married, believe in soulmates, and you're not married, not believing in soulmates. You would think it would be the one not married who believes in a soulmate to give hope yeah, to find... totally. Yeah. Okay, so I would say there is definitely such a thing as a soulmate, but I do think that we have confused the term soulmate with roommate and mm-hmm. how you so I would be, say that there's a soulmate but there's many many roommates out there okay so you're saying like a lot of divorce and breakups and whatever happened because people go for roommates and not soulmates okay. correct so and I do think that that there are soulmates and that we've confused it with roommates and the reason why people go through divorces like you said is because we've almost shortchanged ourselves and we found our roommate rather than a soulmate. So soulmates can't get married. I mean... <laughs> no, they definitely can. <laughs> soulmates can't, won't get divorced. I would say, I would say that, that, that once you find your soulmate, you would be, it would be very hard to be divorced. Because if you go back to what I was saying with a soulmate, is not a person who walks into your life and all of a sudden there's unicorns and rainbows and, and petals on the floor. It's a mirror. A soulmate is a mm. mirror to come in and to reflect you, who you are, okay, but be able to show you your strengths and your weaknesses and be able to move forward together. I think, and you as a as a other person in that relationship should be a mirror for that person. Yeah, of course. But I believe you can do that for someone, even if you don't believe in a soulmate. If I choose to marry the next person I meet, and it be would be compatible- pretty rash. It would be very rash, but just. Let's theoretically, then just because we don't believe in soulmates doesn't mean we can't do that. We make the decision to want to do that for each other, 
to want to help each other reach their max potential? See, I would say that it would be less real. <laughs> okay, so you're discounting so my future marriage because <laughs> it's not going to be as real as yours. <laughs> no, I'm saying think about it again with the mirror. If I bring a tall mirror or a short mirror to somebody and I'm holding it, they can only see a certain like yeah, they only they see, see a certain mirror. like angle of themselves. You've got to bring the mirror that is perfect for that person. Okay. So if I bring if I so bring my a, mirror isn't going to a be very perfect. short mirror. Okay. No, I'm saying I'm saying your mirror will be perfect for the person that that you meet and becomes your soulmate, who is your soulmate. Okay. So they will, in a sense, fit into your mirror that you are reflecting or bringing to your relationship. Okay. Um, I disagree respectfully. So um, you're saying I need to, I need to fit myself into the mirror that my wife brings. No, I'm saying that your wife decided that she wants to marry you. And because of that, which I'm very thankful for, <laughs> just throw that out there. And because of that, she has made the decision to help you reach your max potential. So instead of just settling and holding the mirror in front of you in one direction, she's going to move around you and put it in all different directions, lift it up, take it lower. She's going to reveal every side of you, but that takes hard work. You don't just stand and stare in the mirror. It takes hard work, which is why she's shuffling around. I agree. I agree. But Except again, there's a perfect mirror. There is a perfect mirror. Okay. I, I disagree. And like I said in the beginning, I think it's, I think it's a little bit naive to believe that. But I think you're happy. So. <laughs> I think you can't argue with experience. Exactly. So we both had very different experiences. But I do believe I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to agree to disagree at the end of this podcast. Um, and I think there's different ways that you can go forward in finding your soulmate, looking for your soulmate. I don't think it should be your driving factor for life. I think definitely... There is somebody out there for you, which Robin would agree that there's somebody out there, but she would say that there's it's not just one person. not just one person. Yeah, I just want to say that, like, if I decide today to move to England, or to move to America, or to move wherever, that doesn't mean I'm not going to meet my soulmate just because they might be living in, if they're living in South Africa. There's more than one person. That's I just want to give hope to those people out there who want to <laughs> make big decisions. But who knows, your soulmate might be in those countries that you need to move to. That's so much pressure to make the right decision. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think we disagree, but on some things we definitely agree. I think we agree that it takes hard work. Whoever you end up marrying, whoever you end up dating, it is going to take hard work. It's not mm -hmm. all fairies and unicorns and roses. It does take hard work. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let us know what you think. Let us know if you believe in soulmates. If you don't, we'll put the resources up. You can go take a read. You can decide for yourself. Let us know what your experience of it is. And and like we are truly interested because we are split on this decision if they're soulmates or not soulmates. Um, so let us know your thoughts and um, share this with somebody who's looking for their soulmate or who has found their soulmate um, who you think that this would be good for. But... Um, we would just like to end this podcast by saying that there is such a thing as soulmates. No, we are not ending the podcast <laughs> that way. <laughs> and if you edit that out, this part out, I will be upset. 
<laughs> so thank you for for joining us on our discussion of finding your soulmates do they exist let us know your thoughts get in touch with us on our social media um, handles and our tags and please again just let us know your thoughts and your experiences like robin said we want to hear what you guys have gone through and um thanks for joining us i hope you enjoyed episode one of season two mm-hmm. i'm really excited for season two what is our next topic by the way it's in my handwritten notebook, which I do not have here. It's in my handwritten notebook too. Oh wait, it's on my emails as well. Let me just pull it up. So our next topic will be the discussion around the death penalty. Ooh. So join us next week, Monday, as we discuss the death penalty. I think this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. Mm. Um, let us know your thoughts and um, have a good Monday. Have a great Monday and week, guys. And remember, there's no soulmates out there. (laughs) That I'm going to edit out. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click on the share button, or take a screenshot and share it on your socials. Thank God It's Monday is a platform where we're calling our nation to rise up, live deeper, and love radically.